Hey, joining us now is somebody that we uh, sought out to have on our program last week, and because of some un, uh, crazy circumstances, we didn't make the air last week. He joins us today from Yahoo Sports. That is Andy Barons. Andy, thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. I know I'm on the right show because I, I too, am living in the past. So I, I think uh, I think this will go well. <laughs> well. I started the show by by uh, saying it was January 6, 1952, because that was my birthday. <laughs> That was the day I was born, uh, so I was only uh, 66 years uh, removed from the actual day. Hey, uh, we wanted to have you on because there's an inter- fascinating topic that's brewing, um, and, and I'm not sure, are you a fantasy-only writer for Yahoo or just a sports writer for Yahoo? Um, you know what, I primarily write uh, fantasy. I have, uh, I have at times, uh, usually when other folks are occupied with, you know, world cup or Olympics or something like that, I've, I, I will dive into, uh, the regular sports writing game at, uh, at Yahoo sports, but primarily I'm, uh, I, I fantasy. fantasy baseball and football. Yeah. This, this Shohei Otani situation is really fascinating because we just had Richard Justice on from MLB.com, and we weren't talking from a fantasy perspective, but he said this is a game changer if this guy comes in and is able to pitch at a high level and hit at a high level. Hasn't been done since Babe Ruth left the game. Yeah, and that is not hyperbole, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> like, literally, in the entire history of professional baseball, um, there is a single season, a single individual season, in which a player has achieved 10 pitching wins and hit at least 10 home runs, and that was Babe Ruth in 1918. Wow. It, it has not happened in any other major league season. Um, you can name a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who, were, who were pretty good two-way players. Generally speaking, for every generation, like literally for every generation, there's one pitcher who's a competent major league hitter. You know, it was Mike Hampton, it was Don Drysdale, it was Wes Farrell back in the 30s. It is not something that comes up. It is not a thing that happens. I mean, it's one thing to be good at this in high school, even in the low minors. It's quite another thing to be to be a, a, like a starting quality hitter and pitcher at the major league level. It just simply doesn't happen. You know, it's interesting. We had Dan O'Dowd on uh, from MLB.com, uh, MLB Television, and he used to be the general manager of the Colorado Rockies. I've known him since he worked on the business side of baseball for the Baltimore Orioles back in the 80s. Uh, and Dan said his prediction was, I think this guy can be a great pitcher, a starting pitcher, or a great everyday player hitter, but I don't think he can do both great. Uh, where do you come out on that before we really dabble into the, the fantasy realm? Well, that's you know that perspective is much more consistent with what you would expect um, almost any team to determine about almost any player just as a, uh, on a developmental level, it's very common again, for guys to come out of high school, you know, I, people who are, people who are eventual major leaguers when they're in high school, they, they can do everything right. Like there's, you hear of a lot of guys, you know, Dave Winfield was this kind of prospect. <laughs> Dave Kingman was this kind of prospect. I think back in the day, like this just happens. There's guys who are dominant pitchers, dominant hitters at like a prep level, and then even when they're really good at the, in the low minors, uh, there's a kid right now, Brendan McKay, with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the organization is probably going to make a decision eventually whether they want him to throw himself into you know becoming a position player, becoming a pitcher, 
Um, just because it's that hard, you know, it is it is that difficult to develop that way. Now, in Otani's case, we can look at his numbers, and again, he's coming over pretty young for a Japanese prospect. Yep. So, what he was doing at age twenty twenty one, that was that was pretty close to in line with the numbers that you Darvish was putting up at a at a more advanced age, um, and at the again at the same level. So we can we can reasonably expect Otani to be, I think, at least assuming he's healthy, a Darvish level starting pitcher, um, and he had a higher strikeout rate than Darvish as well. Um, we don't we we don't have quite as much, you know, he, as a hitter, um, we have a couple of partial seasons that are really promising, where he where he's hit in the in the neighborhood of 320. He's gotten himself on base um, over 40 percent of the time. He's hit with some power. We we know that when he really gets a hold of a ball, it can go a long way. Like he has serious power. Um, we have fewer plate appearances from him as a hitter, and it is a it is a very difficult adjustment for him from the quality of pitching that he's been facing in Japan to the quality of what he'll see as a major leaguer. Um, so I am I guess I'm a little bit less optimistic that he can be a star as a as mm-hmm. a position player or a hitter. In the near term, um, I feel much more confident in saying that he's going to be a, a high-level quality major league starter. How this is Bonds, by the way. How important is it to uh, kind of temper the expectations for Otani? You know, I know he's been extremely hyped up, like no other player in recent memory has been. But how important is it for people, especially like the team, the coaches, to kind of temper down the expectations because the MOB is a baseball league like no other. Yeah, th- I mean, this stuff is hard, right? Um, we, there is there is a certain history of, um, and again, some of this is the age at which the players come over. But there has been a there has been a history, particularly with pitchers coming over from Japan, where their first season is is sometimes often their best season right. that they ever have in the big leagues, right? Um, there's not there's not the same level of scouting detail on these guys, and especially the first time that they go through the league, it's it can just almost be unfair. Um, so the, the thing to watch with these guys is what happens when teams are seeing them for the second and third time, how dominant is their stuff then? Um, but I, I think, again, I think he's going to be really good right away. I think there's going to be a much steeper learning curve for him as a hitter facing a quality of pitcher that he's just never encountered before. Um, but I, I, I feel really good. At, you know, there, there's this, there's this thing with Otani, um, that we have to deal with, uh, there, there's a, his elbow uh, may or may not have some issues, right? Like right. that. Those reports came out shortly after the Angels signed him. Um, there's some level of UCL damage there. Um, it, he's he's received uh, PRP treatment for it, so we have to assume that he's you know all the teams saw his medicals and all all the teams were still in on him. So I, I assume he's going to be okay. That is a small hiccup. That is something that we have to worry about. But uh, I, you know, at some level, it's also no fun to temper our expectations, right? Like this is a <laughs> yeah. this is a really exciting player, and if he can actually pull this off, if he can actually be a competent major league hitter while also being a star pitcher, that's again, that's just something that is so historically rare as to not even. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even exist in living memory. Babe Ruth did this in 1918, and it hasn't happened since. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I, I know Cal Ripken was a two way player all the way through high school and was thought to be uh, an excellent pitching prospect for the major leagues. Uh, The Orioles ended up solo shooting him into playing uh, the field. I remember Nick Marcakis was a tremendous high school pitcher, and Mm -hmm. Josh Hamilton was an incredible high school pitcher. Uh, It's not that rare 
that the best pitchers in in little league, pony league, and and high school uh, are the best athletes are are good at both of those things. What is it about the the game that that you think has diverted these talents to you only can be great at one thing? Um, some some of this I think is the the general mindset um, throughout Major League Baseball. That, that, you know, I mean, we are just in an age of specialization, right? An extreme specialization. Mm-hmm. You know, mo- most of us, you know, you're, you're born in the 50s, I'm born in the 70s. I, I, I came up watching, you know, pitchers who would go nine innings, pitchers who would go 300 innings a year. Um, and we've gotten, we've gotten deep into, um, you know, we have pitching special specialists for all situations. We don't like, you know, we don't like to see pitchers go through a batting order like a third time, a fourth time. Now yep. it's just a different era than it was 30, 40 years ago. So, um, and, and the game, the game is extremely hard and it's, it's so rare for anybody again, to advance even to a higher minor league level at, at which they're, they're actually still pitching and hitting. Um, the game is just, the game is just too darn hard. Um, so from a developmental standpoint, if you just want to get a kid to the major leagues and that clock is ticking, you know, as soon as he signs that first pro contract, um, teams are going to want him to choose a path. It's just so difficult to be ready to be a major league contributor um, yep. in multiple areas. All right. Now we've talked about in glowing terms of him as a player. He is he is having an effect on fantasy baseball that is really quite fascinating. And I would hope, uh, and, and I'll at the end of our conversation, Andy, I'll bring I'll bring you to attention to how our league has handled it because it's vastly different than most leagues where he is not owned by anybody going into the 2018 season already. So tell our audience what the dynamics are in play with with him and how he's affecting fantasy baseball. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one, and I I can speak um, I can speak well to the for the for the Yahoo perspective, right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how other fantasy providers are how their games are built and how they're going to be able to handle this player. I, I will say that from Yahoo's perspective, it, it is really tough because the game when our game when it was built did not anticipate that sort of player. We've talked about how rare he is historically, how there hasn't been a guy like this in literally 100 years. Um, Our game was built with the idea that a player would be either a pitcher or a hitter, and there would be no such thing as somebody who was was going to get both hitting stats and pitching stats. So the the different ways that fantasy providers, as I understand it, are handling this, um, in Yahoo's case, we're actually creating two separate player IDs. We're creating a pitcher version of Otani and a hitter version of Otani. So in our public game, in the, in the game that you can just, you know, you're a casual mm-hmm. fantasy player, you want to come to Yahoo Fantasy Sports and sign up for a league. In the public game, it, it is true that you like two different teams can own Otani. Um, right. One owner can own his pitching stats, one owner can own his hitting stats. Now, this is really easy to handle. If you're in a private league that is already set up on Yahoo, there are plenty of workarounds for your commissioner to assign both versions of Otani to the same team. Um, it is easily handled. But in the public game, again, there's two different Otanis. I, I think what a lot of fantasy players would like to see is a single version of Otani who is eligible both at starting pitcher, or you could switch him over to um, like a utility role where you get his hitting stats on a given day. Right. 
I, I just want people to understand that that in in this. Hey, I'm not on the engineering team. I'm not a programmer, but I I interact with those guys pretty regularly. And as I understand that, it is exponentially more hard for us to do that than it, than it is for us to create a second player ID. Um, Correct. Yeah. To the point that. If we were to say we wanted to change the game so that Otani could be both a starting pitcher and a hitter on that on that one ID, it would basically be an all hands on deck situation for our programmers, for our engineers. And so now we have, you know, now we're basically rebuilding the game in many aspects, um, to basically just to just to solve one problem for one individual player in fantasy baseball. And and it would become a, a tremendous uh, investment of, of person like personnel resources. Yep. And we and it would probably delay the launch of the game too. So you know we'll see how this plays out in the first year. But the decision that we've made at least for now is that we're going to roll with two separate two Otani, separate Otani. See what this first year looks like. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, on a, on a, on another basis that fans might understand this, uh, casual fantasy fans, is if you take the best offensive player and let's explain it to our audience that you have $260 to build your entire roster and players that you might get for $5 may play to where they're worth 30 or $40 in the value that they've accumulated. They still only cost you $5. The, the issue as I see it is Mike Trout or Jose Altuve would be 45 to $48 value. And, and yep. worth that much. But if you add up the best Otani as a starting pitcher and the best Otani as an offensive player, you'd be looking at a player that could be value over $70 worth of value that would throw out the competitive balance in, in, in these fantasy leagues. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Again, you know, we keep saying it. We've never seen a player like this. If he's merely um... – and, I, and again, I don't know what he's going to be as a hitter, but let's yep. just say um, he comes close to what we think his ceiling might be in his first year, and he's able to hit, I don't know, 275. He's got 20 home run power. He actually has great speed, but it seems silly for the Angels to actually use him on the base paths a whole lot. But right. let's just say he can be like a three-category fantasy player as a hitter, and uh, you know, in a four-category fantasy player as a pitcher, there's in the entire history of fantasy baseball, whatever, going back to the late '70s, there's never been any such thing as a as a player who contributes in more than five categories, right? It just doesn't happen. Yeah, crazy. Um, this doesn't this doesn't exist. So if he if you could actually get all that in a single player ID, of course that guy should be the number one pick in your draft, right? There's there's almost no path for Mike Trout, Mike freaking Trout, to be even as valuable as a guy who's an elite starting pitcher and a very good hitter. I mean, that's, that has just simply never existed. Um, getting back to my league, and I want to explain something. I've played fantasy baseball for 35-plus 35 years. Most fantasy leagues are either an American league only or a national league only, and there's a reason for that that I could explain at a more intense level at some point in time. But our league has been American league only, and for some reason, when we get to the ultra round after our auction, where teams rapid fire pick their 13 reserve players, we have not allowed you in the American League only to pick a player that you think might get traded over by the National League. But mm. we do allow you to take disabled players, semi-retired players, and players from Japan. 
I was the first. <laughs> I was the first player that ever came up with this idea, and nobody ever said, "Hey, wait a minute, this is a bad idea." So I took Robinson Checo about fifteen years ago. <laughs> I took you Darvish about eight years ago. I took Masahiro Tanaka. This is when they were still in Japan, and I got them all the year later. This year, I did not elect to take Otani. Somebody did, and in ultra, your ultra players, their their salary value is $5. So the team that was in first place traded Otani to another team. That team now has him for $5, and we are all jumping around trying to put Pandora's box back in the box. We've got we've got a crazy situation here, and the team that traded for him is taking the position. What are you talking about? Two Otani's. We got Otani for five dollars, and we were the ones that had the foresight to trade for him. Uh, and I really can't come up with a great argument to disagree with them. And I think we're entering into some negotiations, and I think they're willing, provided we don't fool around with it for this year. They're willing to say, we'll do the right thing after year one if it's really that big a problem. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. And I at least on Yahoo's platform, I think the I think the simple workaround for private leagues like this this seems like a heavily custom league. Obviously, you've got this reserve draft yeah. that's yeah. thirteen players, deep rosters and all that. In in private leagues like this, it's going to actually be easier for commissioners because you can simply, you know, you can simply assign the hitting version of Otani to the same team. Right. You can juggle around the number of roster spots in order to accommodate the extra guy. Um, there are ways that you can fit, you know, both player IDs onto one roster. I don't think it's going to be as much of a deal. I, you know, I, I do think if you're if you're looking for the experience where you have like the the one Otani who can toggle back and forth between pitching and hitting in our, in our public league game, it's, it's going to be a far greater problem than it will in, in private leagues. Yeah. It's, it's really quite fascinating. Um, I, I am, I am much in favor. A couple of our, our teams think this is going to give that team such an unbelievable competitive advantage. And I'm saying let's hold our horses for one year and and see what happens. The one thing we're all agreed upon is that the day he pitches as a starting pitcher and you designate him as a pitcher, you can't get both his pitching stats that day and let's say he hits two home runs if he if he if they don't play the DH and they bat him as the pitcher. We're all in agreement on that. Yeah, this is a. It's it's funny since ever since Yahoo announced that we would go with the with the two player IDs, we have had a small. It's not a lot of people, but I, I see them on social media, and I, I've seen them reach out uh, uh, through various means to our product team. We do have people who are lobbying for this idea that all uh, hitting stats should count for pitchers. Uh-huh. That, that might be a solution. But that's only going to inflate Otani's value yeah. because he's going to be so much better yeah. as a hitter. This is why I thought he might actually go to the National League. Yeah. Um, because not only would he get to face opposing um, pitchers, you know, uh, when when he's on the mound, but they also have to hit, and he's he's going to be. So, I don't know that he's going to be, you know, as good of a hitter as the average major league outfielder, let's say. But I do know that he's going to be a hell of a lot better than 
every yeah. uh, starting pitcher. <laughs> no question about right it. Right now, it would just give him such a ridiculous pitch. I'll tell you, it's interesting, and I'll close with this, and I really appreciate your coming on, Andy. Um, when I had Dan O'Dowd on, I said, in listening to you, Dan, where you don't think he can be great at both, wouldn't it make more sense to almost play him and, and, and get him used to playing the outfield and play him as an outfielder or a first baseman uh, just about every day, and then in the seventh or eighth inning, if you need an out or two, bring him in as a not necessarily the closer, but as a super relief pitcher to get one or two key outs, uh, then let him go back out in the field. I, you know what? I actually think that's a wonderful idea because yep. he is a hard thrower. Yep. Um, and and as we've we've learned over the years, you know, guys like that. You know, maybe he throws 95 when he's a starting pitcher. A guy like that can come in and give you 98 uh, as a reliever, and then of course he can go right back to the he can go right back to the outfield. He can go right back to his regular position. Yeah. It, it all comes down to how ready he is um, to be to be great yep. as a hitter in the major leagues. Again, I think I think the entire league is confident that he's going to be a very strong starting pitcher. The the big open question is whether the bat is going to translate at a at a starting quality level. Yep. Um, it is a it is a really fun riddle though. Hey, Bonza has one more question, then we'll let you get out of here and appreciate it again. Yeah. Um. Based off of Stan's idea, does it worry you about the fact that let's say Otani does pitch as hard as he can and then goes to the outfield? Will it affect his performance in the outfield if he has to make let's say a big throw from right field? to home plate or something like that? Is that a concern? Um, well, it, this this is mostly the reason why we, we don't expect him to play in the field very yeah, much if he's right. actually going to be. I mean, I mean, he probably should be a starting pitcher, right? Like, everybody yeah. expects that he mm-hmm. can come in and be a, a close-to-dominant starting pitcher right now. And, and that's why we don't expect um, the Angels to ask him to actually go to right field or anything like that and, and stress his arm with, you know, long throws. That's why we don't think they're going to really let him run on the bases all that much, even though he's apparently blindingly fast. <laughs> like He's hmm. just a terrific Boy, that's athlete. amazing, he's probably, yeah. Yeah, he's probably one of the top ten athletes in, in Major League Baseball right now. He has every tool. Um, I, I, I love the idea of him being a relief ace who just gets the two or three most important outs, uh, you know, maybe two out of every three games, something like that. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I don't, I don't think it's what we're going to see right away. And, and because we're, because they're going to deploy him as a starter until he proves, you know, that he physically can't handle it. Um, I, I, I don't expect we'll see him in the, in the field very much at all. All right. As events warrant, we may reach out to you again as we get closer to the drafts in uh, March. Uh, again, many thanks for coming on and talking about what I think is one of the more fascinating baseball stories that's occurred in in 50 years, maybe longer. Oh, I, I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me. It was a pleasure to be on, and I fully agree with you. This uh, Otani is, is a large reason why this is going to be an incredibly fun season. All right. You can read Andy Barron's at yahoosports.com. Appreciate it very much, Andy. Thanks, guys. All right. There you have it.